everybody gather near the doctors in the house. So lend them your ears. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor Gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, bringing you the great Professor Brian Peskin, talking to you today about the superiority of plant-based EFAs versus marine lipids for dummies. Interpretation. The man is going to explain how plant-based Based fatty acids are better for you than the marine lipids. And we're going to break it down for you so that you, you understand what EFA, LA, ALA, adjective and abbreviation you hear all the time. But do you pay attention? Do you understand why, what it means? Do you understand the difference between marine lipids and plant-based essential fatty acids. Ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I would like to thank the people at Feedspot, again, giving us a high five and listing us in the top 50 doctor podcasts on the internet so thank you and you can see that at feedspot.com and i do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude and especially today with our esteemed guest who is a an engineer i keep telling you ladies and gentlemen you have to be the ceo of your own body and that you have to have and use two formidable powers that you have and that's logic and imagination logic is essentially grounding and stabilizing it allows you to analyze any situation or cluster of information and see through to its validity or invalidity beyond deception. In other words, you can detect what is BS and what is not. So today we have someone who, who's been doing this and who should be synonymous, uh, who should be synonymous with uh, essential fatty acids and, and marine lipids. I don't know why he isn't, uh, but uh, the, Brian Peskin is, is, in my opinion, is a hero uh, for the work that he does, and he analyzes everything uh, before he, he talks about it. He's a, he's a graduate of MIT, an engineer, okay, he's, and he's been around, and he studies, and he, he started, uh, I think it's called Life Systems Engineering Science, you know, bringing together biology and science, but thinking of it logically as an engineer would. So I'm not going to go through this whole his whole uh, resume because you can get it at brianpeskin.com. But I'm going to welcome the the professor to the show and and we're going to uh, have him lecture to us and tell us about marine lipids for dummies. Is that you, Doctor Peskin? Are you there? Hi, Doc. Can you hear me? I sure can. Perfectly clear. Very well, I guess good. It, I'm glad this worked. I'm glad we finally got a, a platform where uh, yeah. you can. 
uh, talk to our listeners and educate them as you would your uh, your class uh, class of students uh, because I think this is so important this whole field because the benefits of fish oil and I'm not telling you anything you don't know I'm telling this to the audience the fish oil <laughs> supplementation benefits have been grossly overstated most of the studies showing fish oil benefits are short term lasting less than a year and and only fish oil studies lasting more than four the, the there's one that we I found lasting more than four years you may know more of course showed an increase in heart disease and sudden death and you, as you told me, fish oil is antifreeze for deep water fish. And there's no evidence that healthy people benefit from fish oil supplementation. And I just want to say one more thing before we let the professor uh, talk to us, and that there's, there is a uh, group of physicians called the Cochrane, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E. And they did review fish oils in 2018. And... I think they reviewed over 79 studies that could not find anything of value. The conclusion of that analysis was that increasing fish oil consumption, either as oil supplements or eating more fish, had no effect on all-cause mortality, cardiovascular mortality, cardiovascular events, coronary heart disease, mortality, stroke, or arrhythmia. With that, uh, Professor Peskin, I want to let you take over. Right, you are. Um, now, some of the listeners may think, well, there's a new fish oil drug out for cardiology. Uh, it's called Vasipa. And when this first came out, it was maybe a year ago with the study, I told people, find what the placebo was compared with the drug. Because the placebo has got to be a poison. It's only less po- It's only more poisonous than the fish oil. That's why you've got a relative effect. And what they came back with was, Brian, they used mineral oil, which is for thinning paint, as a, quote, placebo. Now, do you think paint thinner, four grams a day, is a placebo? Of course not. It's a poison. The FDA made a huge mistake. It got allowed anyway, and I think you're going to see massive heart disease increase with use of this drug. It's just tragic what happens today. But plant-based oils are critical. And like you said, there's two types, parent omega-6, that's LA, parent omega-3, ALA. I'm not big on terms. I care about how things work. And you, Doc, know better than anyone, medicine is loaded with terms. You probably spend half of your education, memorizing stuff instead of understanding how it works. Exactly. Yeah, it's a bad state of affairs for the average person. So here's the two parents. They're called essential fatty acids, LA and ALA. Essential because you can't make them. They have to come from food. That's one thing. Second thing is, what do we care about them at all for? Well, you have 100 trillion cells. Everybody does. In that cell membrane, half is fat, half is protein. There's almost no carbohydrate in there. So anybody telling you a high-carbohydrate diet really needs to evaluate human physiology. Out of that half-fat doc, 25% to 33%, a quarter to a third are the parents. So the parents are the brick and mortar of every cell. And what is important here is a new drug was just approved for Alzheimer's. It's been in all the papers. It really doesn't work, but it got approved anyway. It's called the beta amyloid hypothesis. They've been working on this for 20, 25 years, getting nowhere. It is a protein that appears in the brain. And what they're trying to do is get a drug to decrease the protein. Nobody asks, where's the protein coming from? I'll tell you exactly what it is. Leaky cell membranes. If the membrane is defective, and I'll tell you why they are in a minute, the protein leaks out, and that's all the beta amyloid is. So trying to scrape it off after you have all these defective cells won't do anything. The damage is still going on, and it's done. You want to have a cell structure that isn't leaking. And by the way, leaky gut syndrome, the whole lining of your digestive tract, because a lot of people have digestive problems, everybody's into probiotics, 
it's because it's leaking and the entire lining of your digestive tract is paraomega-6, just like the entire lining of your arteries are all paraomega-6. And by the way, the hundreds of millions of capillaries in the brain, all parent omega-6. Now, what's the problem? Most omega-6 is processed. This was the trans fats, the hydrogenated oil. Remember margarine? You could put margarine in your garage for a year. No mold, no <laughs> fungus, nothing will grow on it. No animal is dumb enough to eat it except a human. And it's inert. Problem is we eat it. It gets into those 100 trillion cell membranes and they don't work. That's why the membrane is non-functional and it causes leaking. And the reason they have to process the omega-6 oils is to get long shelf life. Because if you walk by the fish market section of your favorite supermarket, there'll always be a smell. That's the oils going rancid. So you can't have a bagel or cereal or pasta, potato chips, anything smelling like fish has gone bad. So they adulterate the omega-6 oils so they don't go bad. And that's fine. I understand that. The problem, Doc, is they don't tell anybody if you don't get the unadulterated, fully functional parent omega-6, you're going to have a problem because Dr. Land showed in 1990 what you eat is a percentage of what is in that cell membrane, meaning if I eat 50% fast food, all the omega-6 is going to be adulterated. I'll have a cell membrane with 50% non-functional parent omega-6. And most tissue and organs in the body have a huge preponderance of parent omega-6 to omega-3. The parent omega-3 part is most people don't get enough of it. It's never processed because you don't fry in flax oil, for example. Flax has got three times more parent omega-3 in it than it does the parent omega-6. It's one of the very rare oils that has more of the omega-3 than the omega-6. Virtually everything we eat is omega-6 based. And that's because nature wants us to have a lot of omega-6. And I know what you're thinking, but we're overdosed on omega-6. Everything I read is we have 20 times too much. You get 20 times too much non-functional, processed, adulterated omega-6. You're not getting enough of the truly functional. So the parents are the brick and mortar of your entire body. The parents also allow something called derivatives to be made. It's like offspring. And they're long chain. They're bigger. And the first place they go is called the delta-6 desaturase, which makes the molecule longer. Most people in America suffer chronic inflammation, and inflammation is known as the cause of virtually all diseases. And a major article came out in 2017 showing if people eat processed oils, the cell is in a constant state of chronic inflammation. And that means the delta-6 pathway won't be fully active. It gets impaired. And why I care about that impairment is because all the reactions below that, it's the first one, are impaired too if the first one is non-functional 100% or 50%. It's not 100% non-functional. But if it's impaired, everything below it will be impaired. And the most important thing that the pathway does is allow production of what's called prostaglandin series one, PGE1. This is almost never talked about. It is number one because it's the body's number one anti-inflammatory. So all the arthritic diseases, the heart diseases, cancer, fatty liver disease are all known to have a major component of inflammation. And PGE1 is also a major vasodilator. So it makes the blood flow more. And if there's minimal blood flow, you can get a foot ulcer, you can have what's called hypoxia, you don't get the oxygen transfer, all kinds of problems. So with the blood flow, you won't have the heart disease and you'll have all the nutrients going everywhere. And the omega-6 series is much, much stronger than the omega-3 series. People are not told that. They're acting like fish oil, DHA, EPA, 
is the be-all to end-all. And I want to make this very clear, Doc. Fish oil is antifreeze for a fish because we're not living in 30-degree temperature. So if I threw a person in a 30-degree body of water, they'd freeze. So nature has two choices. Either alcohol, because you can put a bottle of vodka in the freezer, it won't freeze, or long-chain fatty acids like EPA, DHA, they won't freeze either. So if I used alcohol, I would have drunk fish. So nature can't do that. So it does the long-chain fatty acids. The question you have to ask is, okay, that's great for an antifreeze. What happens at 98.6 like us? DHA, EPA spontaneously becomes rancid. That is the smell in the fish area of your supermarket. At okay, professor, professor, can I just, can just I ask a question, a question, please? please. So we, yeah. So we have all that. We have um, uh, AA, ALA, omega sixes, uh, right? Linoleic and alpha. ALA is parent omega three, alpha linoleic acid. I don't care about the terms, but ALA is the parent omega three. LA is the parent omega six. AA comes from the omega six side. And it's critical because PGI2 comes from arachidonic acid. We're all also told arachidonic acid is bad and blah, blah, blah. Well, they don't tell you a couple other things. The more parent omega-6 that's in the cell, the least amount of AA gets released. It is only the free arachidonic acid that can possibly be an issue. But a major article came out looking at AA and measuring all the inflammatory markers and said it was wrong. It doesn't cause inflammation. So we keep getting misled. And PGI2 makes it, it's also a vasodilator, so it gives you more blood flow. But even more importantly, it makes it where the blood platelets cannot stick together. It's called an anticoagulant naturally. So it's a natural blood thinner. And it also makes it where there's anti-adhesion to the arterial wall. Well, that's called plaque. So if you don't have plaque and you don't have the platelets sticking together, I don't know how you'd get a heart attack. So this should be the biggest discovery in the world, and people don't get it. The DHA EPA does nothing along these lines for cardiology, like you said. A doctor, a gastroenterologist, told me a major article, I think, in JAMA, which is one of America's top medical journals, did a new study, or uh, reported on a study showing fish oil failed again. And this was very recent. This was in, I believe, 2020. So every fish oil experiment or study for the past five, 10 years has failed. Why did the early ones not fail? Because they're very biased studies. They weren't even worth reporting. They should be thrown in the trash can. And studies are not science, I want everybody to know. So I specialize in physiology and human biochemistry relating to cellular membrane lipids and their icosanoids. That's the long-chain derivative. That's the offspring from the parents. That's the technical term. But fish oil will not do anything for you along these lines. Okay, that, that's a really great explanation. So... Uh, all the all the uh, pharmaceutical advertising about uh, the uh, omega six versus the omega three is all baloney. Well, most it, omega six is processed, so when they say it's bad, they're missing one word: the adjective. Processed uh, omega six. They miss that one word, and that one word is all the insight. And it's sinful that they don't say that. I only saw one published journal article back in 2017 that talked about the adulteration of the omega-6 currently. Although in 1956, there was a phenomenal article in the Lancet, which is the world's premier medical journal published out of London, warning of the adulteration and the processing of omega-6 causing massive heart disease, causing massive cancer, and no one listened. Wow. 1956, Doc. Wow. Well, that, that's why we love you. I mean, you, you, you have reviewed all the literature and, and you reviewed basic physiology, which most uh, 
docs today, I don't even know if they have a Guyton or an Arthur Guyton physiology book the way they talk. But look, the, the uh, yeah, I still, I still, I still have mine. It is the standard guidance physiology textbook of medical physiology, and it is the standard in North America, U.S. and Canada is what they learn. Now, the problem is, and I asked the doctor this once, I said, look, I went through that thing. Well, how long did it take it, Brian? I said, a year. He said, well, we have to do it in a semester, and we're only doing it to study for a test. We don't get the understanding, because I'm a systems guy. Being an engineer, you have to understand systems. So I look at the input of the system is your food, the system is your body, and the output is your state of health. Are you thin or are you fat? And Early on, I decided the body is pretty much perfect. The analogy here, Doc, is a Ferrari, and it's not running right. And you go, let me check the timing. Let me check the cylinders. Let me check this. Let me check that. And nobody asked, did the person put in the wrong fuel? Because you need a very high-grade octane, 98 or 102 in Europe. And people are putting in the analogy of diesel fuel that won't run at all. The problem is our human body is so good, even when we're given wrong recommendations, we don't die immediately. We get sick, but it may take decades because the body is so darn good from a life systems engineering viewpoint, like you mentioned before. That's the only reason wrong recommendations aren't known to be wrong immediately. But there's always a bias in these studies. And again, I want to make it very, very clear. Studies are not science. Doctors today are just used to looking at studies and acting like they're science, and I laugh at them going, how can the study be opposite to the human physiology and human biochemistry that's in all the medical textbooks? The darn drug can't do what you said, or the nutritional supplement can't possibly do it, because it violates known long-term physiology and biochemistry, and they just look at me like, Oh, studies aren't science. They're open to misinterpretation, and we keep getting conned. That's a great point. And here's why I get so passionate about this, because people are spending a lot of money and a lot of time on their health. They want to be healthy, but they don't have the background to know if what they're reading is true or not. All I can tell you is if there is not significant medical textbook references, don't listen to them. Just journal articles are not sufficient because all the medical journals today don't even care about the quality of the article. They just need articles to publish because there's so many of them. And publishing for a physician or a medical researcher at a university is an end in itself. All they ask is, Doc, how many journal articles do you have published? I got 200. How many do you have? Five. Well, I'm 40 times better than you are. <laughs> and it's when, with those five, I can explain this big discovery. What have you done with your 200? Just what I thought, nothing. And if you look at Einstein or Feynman, these are Nobel Prize winners in physics, they had very few journal articles. They would do one when there was something to write about. Einstein, big Nobel Prize winner, so was Feynman. They probably both had five medical journal, well, five journal articles because they're physicists. But they weren't writing something ridiculous every, every five minutes like we have today. And their articles lead nowhere, and most of them are wrong. When I was with, at MIT, I remember my thesis professor saying, Brian, 95% of the journal articles are wrong because I was reading one. And I said, this doesn't make sense. And he started laughing. He goes, you're right. It's wrong. I said, but it's published in this journal. How can it be wrong? He started laughing. 95% of the garbage in the journals is wrong. And this was way back in 1979. You can imagine how it is today. 99% of the articles in the journals shouldn't even be there because the result is obvious or they're just wrong, and they get published because people do consensus in medicine. Now, consensus just means agreement. It's like, hey, is that painting good? Yeah, I think it's good. How about you? I think it's good. Okay, that's great. You want to just go 
two and two is five, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So do I. You better not be in a building where an engineer is using two and two is five or it's going to collapse and you'll be dead. This is how serious I take medicine today, but apparently too many people don't. They just feel they can talk and put their two cents in. That's not science. Uh, it's very well, very well taken. I mean, I, I don't want to get into that because I don't want to use up your time. But I mean, uh, you know, just they can look this this past year at the Lancet and JAMA publishing two articles on hydroxychloroquine actually got published and had to be retracted. Why? Because the the numbers were made up. They were bogus, just on yep. bogus numbers, and they made it to the journal. I know. I know. So, your point is very well taken. Yeah, it's a very, very bad state of affairs. And I tell people, the average person can't tell if something is true or not. It's in, this is all I do. So if it's all you do, it's a different story. But if they don't have the textbook references, textbook of medical physiology, basic medical biochemistry, that kind of stuff, and the journal of you know, EFAs, prostaglandins, and acosinoids, very, very technical medical journals, forget it. Your regular journals that are clinical, like Lancet, JAMA, New England Journal of Medicine, they don't get into the science. I read the technical science journals, and they never make it into the regular clinical journals, so the doctor never sees it. Like the 2017 article, even doc- numerous doctors where if you're eating processed food, you have chronic inflammation in the cell membrane. They were appalled. They said, I never saw that. I said, I never saw any journal pick that article up. And that should have been the top journal article of the year, if not the decade. It is so important. No one saw it because it was in a highly technical journal. Luckily, a doctor sent it to me and I read it. I didn't come up with it my own either. But I have a lot of people around the world send me articles, especially confirming that I'm correct, because I have so many haters out there because they're all pushing fish oil. They really, really hate me and will lie and do anything to try and discredit my work. But I've never been shown wrong on the science. I don't care if you like me, hate me, but you have to say my science is so strong. If you don't believe it, you look up any of the articles I put in brianpeskin.com and you'll see the information for yourself. So, so professor, um, yeah. we, I think that we can take it uh, as a blank statement that fish oils are of no value and maybe even dangerous. Uh, is, that, dangerous. is that a good? I, I also did. I, I did a couple articles. You'll love this got retracted because so many of the fish oil proponents complained. And I had top, one was in the Journal of Lipids. There was a top professor, worked at the NIH, National Institutes of Health, and specialized in membrane lipids. It took a month to get that adjudicated and have my article published. And in the beginning, it was, Brian, this article's too long. I put in a comprehensive review and increased it by two pages, and he ended up saying, this is so important, it has to get published, because so many people are using fish oil, and that even never got the traction it should have. It's just tragic, but the science was incredible that I used. took me a month to write that article nonstop, so 160 hours went into that one article. Okay, so you're you're, you're telling our listeners – uh, be very careful if, if and not even take fish oils as uh, sold sold over the counter. No, no matter what, it's a poison and it has nothing to do with the impurities in the fish oil. Fish oil is not physiologically appropriate for a human being. Period. Your body will make the DHA and EPA it needs from the parent omega three. That's why I recommend supplements with organic parent omega-3 in it, along with the parent omega-6. But your body makes it. And here's the mistake the medical field incurred for, for decades. They thought all the parents went to derivatives, the offsprings. So the thought was, let's make it easy on the body and just give it what it really wants. 
the Ospreys. That was dead wrong. They use something now called high-resolution chromatography and radioisotope testing so they can see where it goes. For example, in the brain, that's the biggest depository of DHA. I didn't say none's in there. 14% of your brain is DHA, fish oil. What they don't tell you is 10% is AA from the omega-6 side, and none of them say 7.2 milligrams a day maximum is what the brain needs. If you look at the active ingredients of fish oil, say 1,000 milligrams is 60% DHA EPA. There's other oils in there. That would be 600 milligrams. Your brain needs seven a day. Wow. You are getting an overdose of 80-fold per day. Doc, that's the equivalent of taking 80 aspirins a day instead of two. Now, don't anybody do that. I'm being very facetious. You would die. This is what we're doing with fish oil recommendations. People just said take it with no understanding of how little was actually used by the body. It disgusts me. Well, so they definitely are poisoning themselves by taking super pharmacological doses. Yes, overdoses. And I get emails around the world when people see my work and go, Brian, I've been taking fish oil for five years didn't feel well, had all kinds of skin problems, and you've explained why, because what the typical doctor would say is, well, if you weren't taking the fish oil, you'd be worse, and that's dead wrong. Fish oil is causing the problem. Now, what fish oil would do is act like a long-term steroid, so if you took fish oil for two or three months, you could possibly have a positive effect. But anything over three months, you're poisoning yourself. Why do you need it at all? Because if you weren't getting any of the parent omega-3, you couldn't be producing any of the DHA EPA like fish oil has. So it could be used very short term, but nobody's doing that. They're all doing it very long term in supra-pharmacologic overdoses. And I was the first one to say in the doses they recommend, Fish oil is a poison. Don't touch it. You want to eat fish, go ahead. But major articles came out. They looked at oily fish that had the most DHA EPA in diabetics. Guess what happened? Their resting blood sugars went up taking that oil. You don't want it. There was four studies done. I've never seen anybody talk about it. They avoid it like the plague. What's the number one? epidemic in America called diabetes. 10% of Americans are diabetic, 30 million, 30% more, another 90 million are pre-diabetic. That means you're diabetic and don't know it. It's an awful state of affairs. There's no end in sight. And if you don't get these parent oils, get a dartboard, put your picture on the bullseye and write diabetic time bomb. And there you go. The cell membrane is where all the hormones come through. So if you don't have a fully functional membrane, things aren't going to work. It's like if I had a piece of plastic in there, that's a trans fat, that's margarine. You think insulin could get in there that your body produces? No, it bounces off. What's that called? Insulin resistance. I need more and more insulin to get through into the cell. Why? I never see that explained properly. That's why your cell membrane is acting like a piece of plastic, not letting the the hormones through. And that's only one of them. The other thing is the cell membrane can disassociate oxygen if it has enough of the parent omega-6 in it. So you get oxygen from hemoglobin in the blood, of course, but you can also get it from the cell membrane itself. No one's ever mentioned this except 1976 where Dr. Campbell wrote a seminal article about this with cystic fibrosis patients. He was an MD. No one picked up on it and gave it the full scope of emphasis that it should have. And why do I care about oxygen? Because Otto Warburg showed conclusively MD, PhD, Nobel Prize winner, top physiologist of the 20th century, 
conclusively showed if you have a 35% decrease in cellular oxygenation, cancer is spontaneously induced. This is why cancer is through the roof because everybody's eating so much processed food. The parent omega-6 doesn't work. And if you're eating 30, 35% of it junk, remember it goes in as a proportion of the good stuff. Everybody is getting some of the good stuff, maybe half, but you have to be closer to 70, 75% fully functional, unadulterated, or you're at risk for heart disease and cancer. Cancer is through the roof. Any wonder why? Anybody listening to this doesn't need to get cancer or heart disease. It's very, very rare you'll get it if you don't have, if, if you're taking these oils. And that's the science. It's not my opinion. It's not my thought. It is in the medical books and top medical journal articles. And there's been experiments done. And it's all proven, but nobody knew how to increase cellular oxygenation. I came up with that in its entirety as far as how it actually works and how you solve the problem. I can't blame other people because they point out the problem and it doesn't have to be them that solves it. But I could stand on the shoulders of giants like Campbell and Otto Warburg and it was, wow, I think this is the answer. And after 25 years of doing this, it is the answer. So, ladies and gentlemen, just just so you know, uh, your cell membranes could be coated with uh, plastic, saran wrap, or whatever visual you want to use, and exactly. oxygen oxygen can't get out, and uh, toxic products. I mean, can't get in, and toxins can't get out if you're you, eating a lot of processed food and taking uh, marine lipids. Uh, so, I hope you. Here's what happens, Doc, with an overdose, which is what everybody's doing, of the marine lipids. It displaces the parent omega-6 in the cell. Can your body just burn it up? No, you're giving too darn much. A factor of two, maybe it could, but not a factor of 70 or 80. And that's only one fish oil capsule a day. There's medical professionals telling people to take four grams, 4,000 milligrams a day. That's 300 times too much. Wow. The omega-6, so it's a double whammy. When I say it's a poison, I didn't just make that up one day. It's a poison. It's killing you. So, I think the message is loud and clear, ladies and gentlemen, from the man himself, Professor Brian Peskin. So, let's go on. And let's learn a little bit about more about the PEOs, apparent essential oils, and their effect on the skin. And I'm I'm learning something today. I'm thinking that they probably uh, are are good and and prevent the blood brain barrier, not only the gut barrier, but leaky gut, but the leaky brain from leaking. Am I right in that? You're a hundred percent right. And I went to a major conference two years ago in Houston at Methodist hospital when they said is Alzheimer's a cardiovascular disease. And the answer is absolutely. We have a hundred million or more capillaries in the brain. Capillary is where the nutrient transfer goes into the cell. They are all parent omega six. So what happens is if number one, they're clogged, you don't get the nutrient transfer. You don't get the transfer of oxygen. And if the vessel itself is defective, it's gonna clog. And this is Alzheimer's. I don't have the nutrients, I can't remember. I'm slow as heck thinking. You don't have to have any of this. It's not a disease just because you're older. The only reason all the diseases go up as you're older is because more and more of the adulterated, non-functional parent omega-6 is in your body. Over the years of eating it, it builds up because we're not compensating with the fully functional parent omega-6. And that's the main problem. Now, there's, it's a little more complicated. You need the parent omega-6. Most organs in the body have a ratio of four to one, parent omega-6 to parent omega-3. The muscles are six and a half to one. 
parent omega-6 to parent omega-3. The body fat is about 20, 22 to 1 parent omega-6 to parent omega-3. So your body wants a pile of parent omega-6. It does want the parent omega-3. But because people are eating so much processed omega-6, we have that inflammation. And with that inflammation, the delta-6, the saturase pathway is impaired. So the way to compensate for that is to make sure you have a supplement with GLA. That's called the first derivative of parent omega-6. And it will bypass that so your body doesn't have to do it. And that allows more of the PGE-1, the body's anti-inflammatory, to be produced. So that is a trick, but it's a real good technical kosher trick to make it where I can compensate for the defect in eating. But if people aren't getting the parent omega-6, the parent omega-3, and the GLA, they are doomed to ill health. It's only a matter of when. So that's an interesting concept that uh, I, wa- I want to make sure I understand it. So yeah. they, as you said, the, the inflammation is the basis of most chronic diseases and patients and people that are in chronic pain have chronic unstable angina, say, or whatever. They, they have to get rid of the processed foods. They have to take the parent uh, essential uh, uh, um, uh, you just have to cut back on the processed foods. It's never go to zero. You don't have to go to zero. You can't do it anyway. Even the finest restaurants are all using processed oils. They're using canola oil, soy oil, all kinds of garbage. So you're going to get it. I don't care how hard you try. The only one that won't would be a raw foods vegan like Dr. Rowan, who co-authored my book, PEO Solution. He's a raw foods vegan. So he's getting nothing processed, but he is a very, very rare gentleman. Most won't do it. I don't do that myself. I'll even eat some fast food stuff, but because it goes in as a percentage and I make darn sure I'm getting the parents that are organic, unprocessed every day through a supplement, you don't have to worry about it. But but then I, I just learned from you that if while you're doing this, while you're straightening out your diet and taking the supplement, if yep. you might want to take a, uh, another supplement called GLA, gamma, uh, um, is that what you, you just said? Well, it's not a Goodbye. supplement by itself. It's contained in a few oils, like hemp oil has it, borage oil has it, evening primrose has it, black currant has it. But the best one is evening primrose oil, which is the most expensive, and that's why most supplements don't have it. So I like a blend, and there are companies that have it already made with the parent omega-6, parent omega-3 in the right ratios, and the GLA in it from evening primrose oil, so you don't have to fool around with two or three different oils and try blending things. There's ratios that are hard to get. It's very hard today to get parent omega-6 oils because they're all doing everything for frying. So it's called high oleic oil. So that's omega-9. And if your question is, how good is olive oil for me? It's a zero. It's not good. It's not bad. Now, a trans fat, to put it in perspective, is a negative 20, because that will give you cancer and heart disease. Olive oil won't do that, but it doesn't have the parents. It's only about 7% parent omega-6, so olive oil is insufficient. But when it comes to sunflower oil, if you get it in a store, a health food store, most of it won't be concentrated enough with the parent omega-6. It's 90% parent or omega-9, which your body makes, by the way. You don't need it. But you can fry in it. You can cook with it. You can have a little of it. But you don't want to be living on olive oil, for example. So it's technical stress. But if anybody How about coconut oil? Coconut oil. Coconut oil is 93% saturated fat, so it's wonderful to fry in. It does have some of the short-chain fatty acids. You know, they're all talking about this is good for Alzheimer's and, you know, dementia and any kind of brain thing. You can do better with the parents, but it won't hurt you. A saturated fat can't become a trans fat like margarine. That's why it's saturated, and that's what you want. So it's a great cooking oil if you want to deep fry, and I do that. 
I just made some fried chicken for my wife. You can have fried foods, but it's I use avocado oil or ghee to fry in. That's organic, and there's no issue at all. You don't have these problems. All right. So let, let's as we getting toward the hour mark, like fifteen minutes or so. Let let's just summarize and 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 tell our audience that you know if they're diabetic. And how about skin cancer? You know, I live in Southern Florida now, and I'm I'm telling you, the dermatologists are backed up for years, removing skin cancers, squamous cells off people's legs, their face, their nose, their ears. And I keep telling them they need to heal this from the inside. Am I right or wrong? You're 100% right. And remember, the skin is 100% parent omega-6. So with all these poor people, if they're getting adulterated oils from the fast food, the skin has an improper, not functioning, adulterated structure. If they're overdosing on fish oil, which everybody is that takes fish oil, that goes into the skin instead of the parent omega-6. Remember I told you before it displaces the parent omega-6? Well, if the fish oil is on the skin and you have sunlight hitting it, now instead of 98.6, it may be 110. It turns rancid immediately, and the proof of that is the age spots. Anybody that has these dark spots on the outside of their skin, that is rancid oil, parent omega-6 that's gone bad. That is also in the inside of all their organs, by the way. And this was proven in medical journal articles. They analyzed monkeys, the adulterated oil. And it's easy to fix. I get all kinds of people emailing me. Brian, I could never be out in the sun before. I like riding a bike, and I'm a racer or this or that. And now I can stay out in the sun. I don't burn like I used to, and there's no issue. So skin cancer, no one should be getting it, and no one would if they got these oils. And the proof of that is there's all kinds of cultures that are on the equator where the sun is hotter than the Dickens, and they're not loaded with cancer because they're eating less processed food. So a highly modern, civilized nation is paying an enormous price for having convenience food, but it's at the risk of harming all of us. Wow. Well, that, that's great information, Professor. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know our, the audience does, too. And as, our audience is growing here on Podbean. I want to thank Podbean. I want to thank Pod cast for listing all our shows and putting them in a searchable format and uh, of course with great guests like uh, Professor Brian Peskin uh, we're delivering good content and I hope that uh, our listeners appreciate the the quality of 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 Professor Peskin and share our our podcast with other people and and refer it. And I know we're being, uh, Professor, it's interesting. I have, my daughter lives in Spain. She went to pick up some curtains at the store and uh, the woman behind the counter said, you have to listen to this doctor from the United States. And behold, my daughter said, that's my father. So (laughs) (laughs) we are, we are getting through slowly, but surely, but how about diabetics? I mean, just, just hit a little on this before we wrap it up. type one diabetic. That's actually what got me into the entire field because the doctor's recommendations were making her worse. This was on the high glycemic or the low glycemic index. And that is garbage, by the way. I looked at the curves of a high glycemic, a low glycemic food. That's what they're even talking about today. It was all of a 10 minute difference between the sugar hitting the bloodstream. And the worst case was the resting blood sugar levels were higher in the low glycemic food than the high one. So I Mm. would actually rather see you drink a Coke and be done with it or a soda than eating brown organic rice and making you worse. People don't know this. More or less, I have no interest in. I tell people, show me the curves. I'll decide what more or less is. They never give you a number. But this came out from France with Dannon, the company that has Dannon yogurt, doing the curves. And I fell out of my chair when I saw it was 10 minutes. And then the resting blood sugar was higher with the low glycemic food. That's been totally debunked, by the way, 
but you still have numerous health professionals counting the glycemic index. It's the same amount of sugar, and that's all that matters. So diabetes, two problems. Overdosing the heck on carbohydrates, which I told you there's none in the cell membrane structurally, and having a membrane that is defective so the insulin can't work. That's your insulin resistance, and every type 2 diabetic, given time, will become type 1. So my wife, 20 years, had no diabetic retinopathy, and she'd go to the eye doctor and have nothing and go, Brian, you know this guy? Why is he lying to me? saying I have no problem. I'm type 1 diabetic. I should have problems in my eyes. I said, I don't know who the doctor is. I said, but why Why would you expect to get that if you're taking these oils? And it is so good for a diabetic. Now, diabetics have patients have double to four times the heart disease risk because sugar is an auto-oxidizer. So it turns bad in the system and it makes the blood like goop. Now, imagine just goop that's highly viscous going through the bloodstream. It doesn't flow real easily. So you don't want that. So diabetics, I wrote a book called 24-Hour Diet that's on my website. If anybody is diabetic and wants to know the best things to do to counter that, or if you're type 2, completely reverse it in a month, get the 24-Hour Diet to brianpeskin.com. Well, I said that. I mean, no, no retinopathy. I mean, uh, type one diabetes. You no know, neuropathy uh, in the feet. That's the other big one. They get neuropathy. I'm doing a big study actually in Florida right now with diabetic foot ulcers because what happens is they get neuropathy. They can't feel their feet, and they wear the heck out of their foot, and all of a sudden this horrible ulcer happens. Just picture raw meat. Take a punch and punch it into your skin a quarter of an inch and all the tissue is through. It's horrible. And these yes. things don't heal, but the oils are healing them just great. So, if I, and I do get calls uh, during my regular podcast for, uh, from people who have pain from diabetic neuropathy. Yeah. Now, would, yeah. will they be helped if they, if they start doing the, the, the parent essential oils? Absolutely. Remember, the reason they get that is because lack of oxygen called hypoxia and that makes the nerve go crazy it's trying to say help me help me help me i'm starving of oxygen the parent omega-6 is the ultimate oxygenator and then the derivative the gla will make pge1 which opens up the blood vessel more too naturally and you get more blood flow so you get more oxygen there too and pge ones an anti-inflammatory so you get multiple metabolic pathways acting simultaneously to work on these things. Nobody should be having neuropathy or diabetic complications. They just shouldn't. Ladies and gentlemen, that, 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 yeah. you just heard, you, you just got your money's worth by listening to that. I want to have them tell that again. That is incredible. Well, type 2 diabetes was a created disease. I remember Dr. Abib was a pediatric endocrinologist telling me, Brian, pre-1940, there was zero type 2 diabetics. So I was one of the first to say diabetes type 2, which is the majority, is a created disease, of course, unknowingly. The patients don't know they're putting themselves on the path to diabetes. And it is. And now it's just the biggest epidemic in the entire world because everybody is going to processed foods, processed cooking oils, and getting the adulterated omega-6, having an impaired delta-6 to saturase pathway, and completely screwing up the entire system of lipids. And lipids, by the way, control the proteins. Everybody talks about proteins, proteins, proteins. Proteins are not primary. Yeah, DNA and RNA is made all from proteins. Guess what's telling those proteins what to do? It's the lipids, the fats. No one is told this ever. Uh, and I, and, and uh, yeah, I'm stuttering because I, did, I didn't know that either. I got to be honest with There's you. There's no way you would. You, you have to have physiology and experiment showing this. And this is why, in spite of spending trillions a year, Americans are so darn sick. People wanting to be healthy, spending their money. 
trying to do the right thing. They're all misled, and everybody is focusing on the wrong things, like fish oil is going to make my skin better. I used to hear that all the time, and my comment was, how? There's no fish oil in your skin. You put fish oil in your skin from the overdose, you got skin cancer. How on earth can it be better? You're insane. And this is what you get. People come up with their theories and don't want to see the failure. They blame the patient. Wow. You, you're, you're, you're right oh. on the money with, with, with our spending. It, about $9,000 per person in the United States on health care. It's horrible. Yeah. So heal it from the inside, right? Yeah. With the parent, parent essential oils. So parent essential oils probably should be on the list of anyone that goes to a pain center because they definitely have inflammation. Is that Absolutely. It? 100%. So, so actually, Dr. Matheson in Canada had the biggest chain of pain centers in Toronto and trained about 70 physicians in this and was tired of having all the patients on opioids. Because with opioids, you know the crisis now, I don't need to tell you or any of your listeners, but your tolerance goes up and you need more and more and more to get the same effect, and pretty soon you kill yourself. And he tried these oils, and it was, my goodness, I can't believe the difference in the inflammation and the less pain my patients are having. So he's been using these for years, and uh, it just goes on and on. It never stops. These are as close to the fountain of youth as you will ever get. It's making more sense every time I speak with you or I read articles and read your uh, articles on your website and the ones that you were kind enough to send me. It's just incredible. I mean, uh, and then I read a, a, a person who I met in, in person during some uh, my my practice career, Dr. Topol. There's a yeah. – Right, you know what he says about fish oil, right? He says, I remember the name. I forget. I remember the well, name. He, from he big, is big the editor, editor in chief of Medscape, and and bottom line, he says fish oil is a no go. It doesn't work in his high risk patients, and no one should be taking it. They just summarizing what he, he talks about. For, I think he got criticized for saying that. He absolutely did, but he took yeah, it remember, because he, he was that. right. I, Remember the articles, they were all in arms because he told the truth. This is the problem today. We don't have science. We have, quote, political science, and it has completely ruined the medical field because the physicians and healthcare professionals have to buckle to the nonsense. It, it, it's a horrible, horrible state of affairs. I just care about the truth, period. But there's not too many people like me, unfortunately. Wherever the truth points, I'll go. If you show I was wrong, I would retract it and apologize to everybody. But in medicine today, nobody apologizes. All it is is new research shows. Well, my first comment is, who did the old research, and why aren't they in jail? No one ever asked that. No one ever gets a penalty for being wrong. And it's just tough. It, It really is tragic. Well, science has never settled, and we, we tell our listeners that all the time, and it's good. Engineers, especially when they're on a project like a, a 50-story building, they like to hear the opposite. They like to hear some comments, and eventually they get to the truth and what's the best way to building. Yep. But today, right? I mean, but today, and when you read the scientific literature, I, I have some things for my, my listeners that they, I tell them to watch out for, phrases like, findings suggest. Findings indicate, seems to suggest, perhaps might mean, all evidence points to. We can assume, right? Future studies should verify, and I go on and on. Hypothetically speaking, it's quite possible in all probability. I mean, these are catchphrases that they put in there, which means it's a lot of BS. You're absolutely right, and I call them weasel words. Two and two is four. It's not four if your eye color is blue or if it's a Tuesday. It's four, period, with no qualification. Something either works or it doesn't, period. It's not open to discussion. And this is the problem. Everybody is weaseling around 
everybody is right? No. Most people are darn wrong. You want to say two and two is five? You're wrong. It's not equivocable. It is a fact. And science needs to have facts. And in the old days, it did. In 1950, 1960, there was none of this political garbage. You presented the facts. The medical journals were outstanding. I used to go through them. Today, I won't even look at them. They're all garbage. It's disgusting. One out of a hundred papers in the medical journals deserves to be published. That's a 99% garbage factor. And this is what people are saying. A new drug just came out for Alzheimer's. You probably read about it in the newspaper. It doesn't even work. FDA advisory committee physicians are quitting. Three of them resigned over it because they approved this garbage. In one trial, it did nothing for Alzheimer's. Another one, it did a tad better. And they're charging 50 grand a year for this garbage that doesn't work. That's the beta amyloid thing. Remember I told you the reason you have the beta amyloid protein leaking out in the brain is because of the leaky cell structure? They're 25 years out of date with this amyloid thing because it's the only trick they have And that got approved, but a lot of doctors are really up in arms, which I give them a lot of credit for, saying this is garbage. And they resigned, three resigned. I've never seen that. Well, maybe maybe they they are growing a set of testicles. I mean, they haven't for a a year during the whole scandemic, so maybe they they, they learned a lesson. (laughs) Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to – Professor Brian Peskin, his website, brianpeskin.com. I, I advise you to go there. There's great books you can buy. If you're diabetic, you should look into that. And there's lots of free stuff, too. And he, he's yeah. dynamite. He, he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, we can call it the fish myth, the marine lipids for dummies or whatever. But I hope you learned something today uh, because uh, – it, it, you know, I only I would only have one question, and we, we don't have to get to it now, but well, maybe we will, then we'll close with this. What was the deal with the Eskimos, the Inuits? What, what was the deal with them eating so much fat or whatever? Good question. They said they were living on fish. That's an absolute lie. They uh, are living on mammals, seal, whale. That is a mammal. And the structure of the triglycerides is completely different from fish and mammals. So they misled everybody, number one. And if you look at their skin, it's typically horrific. And they're not living so much longer. That was, there was insufficient records to even look at this. There were articles on articles saying how this whole thing was wrong with the Eskimos living on fish and went line by line through it. It was superb. This was years ago. But they're living on mammals, not fish. How the Great heck do you point. When it's freezing out there? You can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I think you would just answer my question, question in a nutshell. There's no culture in the world living on fish that's healthy. They don't do it. But in Japan, they're, they're eating sushi. They're not living on it you got to be very careful. What they always do is they pick some country that's far away that Americans haven't been to and make up something. you got to be very careful of that. I don't look at what other countries do so much unless I've been there, and I've been to a lot of them, and it's never what you hear. And I look at the medical physiology and biochemistry, and that's it because we all work the same, and I'll end with this. We're much more alike than we are different. Oh, right. Everybody's different. Your eye color is different. Your hair color is different. Can you live underground like a termite? No. Can you live in a garage with the car running in it and carbon monoxide? No, you're dead. So what the heck do you mean we're all different? Not biochemically and physiologically. We are much, much more alike than we are different. Women especially love this we're all different garbage, but we're not. With that, ladies and gentlemen, Professor Brian Peskin, uh, we are available to listen to on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Coldcast, uh, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. 
The podcast is named Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Please tell your friends, uh, and you will be make you'll make a lot of friends by recommending this particular podcast because the professor knows what he's talking about. He's uh, very methodical, and um, I, I, you know, he's he's in Texas. I'm in Florida. I bet you he doesn't even have a note in front of him. Uh, he, he just knows this. So uh, with that, we're <laughs> <You're> right, <laughs> right, right, right. No, no. <laughs> I figured that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And with an attitude of gratitude, we're going to close this program. And uh, with uh, with uh, any graciousness and from Dr. Peskin, Professor Peskin, we'll have him back again. And I want you to digest what he said. Think about, not think about, really per- purchase some supplements with parent essential oils. The one I use is Yes. There, I think there are others out there. I use one called Yes. Uh, I do recommend that. I don't get anything from this company, by the way. It's my personal uh, choice for my family and friends. And I don't know anybody that I've recommended to that has done well. And I had a co-host, if you remember, Dr. Jerry Smith. He uses that exclusively in his practice. He's still working up in Philadelphia area. So uh, with that, thank you for listening. Have a blessed weekend, and we'll see you again. Here's Freddie. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Call it time.